What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. Coming to you while uh, you're listening to us on Tuesday morning, but Monday night football right afterwards. Adam, uh, are, are, did you did you make it through your coma okay? That was just an awful Monday night football game, which we expected uh, between two bad offenses that play at the slowest pace, and there was some bad weather, but just moronic. It's like the Saints are really good against the run and more susceptible against the pass. So what do the Seahawks do? Let's just keep running the fucking football and average 3.2 <laughs> yards a carry. It was terrible, man. It was terrible. And I got to tell you, and then I, I was sitting there. So I had, I had, um, you know, it was Seahawks plus four, but I had Seahawks plus four and a half. Um, you know, pool that we're in, you know, and I bet the game. Uh, you know, and I've, I've been standing by the whole, you know, Monday night dogs thing. So Geno Smith at the end was like literally like a millisecond away from getting sacked in the end zone on the final play of the on the useless fourth and 28. Right. And he's sitting there in the back of the end zone. He almost gets dropped for the safety, which would have put sa- uh, the Saints up by five. And I, that would have crushed my soul, like as if week seven wasn't a craptastic enough week for the NFL and for fantasy football. Uh, you know, that that would have been the icing on the cake for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you had the ugly Browns, Broncos in prime time. Uh, Colts 49ers was ugly, but we knew it. We talked about it all week, how the week seven slate, very unappealing games. Thank goodness it's over because it's just I just cannot watch teams just run the football over and over and oh like what are you doing seattle i know geno smith stinks but you know what can you coach him up and get him to get rid i told i said this the longer he sits in a pocket the more disastrous it gets you can't let him think just you have tyler lockett and metcalf get the ball out it's amazing right first drive of the game uh, let me just throw it to metcalf makes a play takes it into the end zone then they ignore him the rest of the game. He has one more reception the rest of the game. You cannot come up with plays to get the ball out quick. I mean, come on, man. It's not working with the run game. Collins, 16 for 35. Rashad Penny, 6 for – it's not working. It's clear it's not working. So you keep doing it. And the Saints know it. It's just idiotic. It's it's a stubbornness there from – you know, I mean, see, that's the thing, though. Like, again – you know, I think the big question is, is, you know, how much autonomy does Shane Waldron have on this offense? Because this was this was all this. This to me was 100 percent Pete Carroll. What? What? Saints have the greatest running defense. We're going to try and show them up right now. We're just going to keep running the ball. Like It's definitely a Pete Carroll style of, of, of you know, of play calling here. So, I mean, I don't really. You know, what is is Waldron just a figurehead? Does he not have any say in this? I mean, he sw- they switched from the uh, the the garbage Air Coriel system uh, and moved into a West Coast passing system. But does you know, like you wouldn't have noticed that because all they did was run the ball, like twenty eight carries in a in a game where you weren't gaining any yardage. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know if it was because Geno's that quarterback and they don't trust him at all. I mean, they still run a lot with Russell Wilson, but I would think if Russ was playing, they might have changed it up a little bit. I mean, Geno Smith had 22 pass attempts. He was sacked five times. It's just he just panics. You know, it's just it's it's so brutal to watch. And again, the Saints defense is good, but Seattle didn't do anything 
to help themselves, just running right into them. Now, Seattle plays Jacksonville next week, man. We got to get Lockett and Metcalf. I know Metcalf had the long touchdown that saved his day tonight. But, man, we got to get Lockett going next week, man. They're home to Jacksonville. Like, if they can't – look, Geno against Pittsburgh and the Saints, okay, I get it. Well, come on, man. We got Jacksonville next week. Yeah. Um, you know, is that, is that really going to matter? Is that really like, yeah, I get it. It's Jacksonville next week, but here you go. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what is the difference this year between Tyler Lockett and Allen Robinson? Well, Lockett was playing well with Russell Wilson. Geno Smith, I said it at the time, you know it. I said that Lockett was going to get crushed with Geno Smith. Where I thought Metcalf would be okay. Um, I mean, it's not like. I mean, Metcalf's, I guess, has saved themselves with the touch. Again, Metcalf had two for 96. It was one fucking play. That's it. And even last week, he was, what, six for 58. He didn't score. So we know both those guys would put up numbers with Russell Wilson at quarterback. I mean, the loss of Wilson is just absolutely devastating for this team because Russell Wilson has carried this team for years. He's... He's been able to overcome Pete Carroll, the conservative nature. They used to obviously have a, a dominant defense. They don't, even with what you saw tonight. That's on the other side. I mean, then Winston in this offense couldn't take advantage of a, a bad Seattle secondary. I mean, part of it was some drops, but they don't have good wide receivers either, man. I mean, Alvin Kamara was their top receiver tonight, 10 for 128 receiving in a touchdown. So you're happy if you had a Kamara tonight. I mean, he beat me in my home league, man. <laughs> But I have him in an RT Sports Championship where he gave me a lot of points. So it's like, what are you doing? It's like, ah, that's the more money in that league. I'll take it. I'll take a split in my home league. But, yeah, both these offenses are just brutal to watch, man. Just brutal. I mean, and we knew yeah, it coming I mean, in. Winston and, uh, and Traquan Smith, you watch them try to connect. It was like yeah. this dude's running in, and he's throw, and he's throwing the ball out, and he's throwing the ball in, and he's running out. I mean, it was just they're completely on different pages there. Um, you know, Callaway wasn't anything to, to, to write home about at all. Um, no, it's just, it's, uh, like, it's a real, it's a, it's a shitty passing attack. It really is. There's, there's really nothing good that you can say about, and you know, and I was watching, were you watching the Manning cast? Yes. Yeah, me too. Like, like Drew Brees was like crawling out of his skin. He was like, this is crazy. Awful. Awful, no, it really was. Awful, 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 awful. It was bad football. It was boring football. Um, the only saving grace here was that I had Seattle plus the points, and we both had the under. So that's that's I guess that's the silver lining of this shit. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be brutal. So Seattle next week, they play. Jacksonville. Jacksonville is who the Saints play next week. Uh, they have the Bucks, a revenge game for Jameis Winston. The revenge game for Jameis Winston. There it is. There it is. I mean, I mean he's he's gonna have to pass in that game. They cannot. Bucks are gonna put up points. Bucks oh yeah, put, Bucks. Bucks, Bucks are gonna put up on... points. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, again, that's how you. See, it's the way you you beat Tampa Bay. You don't beat them with the run. Right. They'll get Kamara involved in a pass game like they did this game, and they're they're gonna have to. You know, I don't. Th- I don't think Michael Thomas will be back. 
Um, they made it seem like it was going to be a couple weeks. I mean, the only team to limit the only team to limit uh, Tampa Bay this year was New England. Nineteen points is the fewest points the Bucks have scored. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> hey, you know, it's funny. It was you, did you the 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 Tom Brady part on the Manning cast when they started talking about this like rookie cornerback for uh, for for New Orleans, and Tom yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, I was just actually reading up on him today." And he starts like spitting out like facts about this dude, and I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" Fucking Tom Brady. Yeah, already so already scouting for next week, and they face them twice too. You know, division rival. So yeah, oh, just oh, brutal, brutal, oh, just, brutal, brutal. Um. Oh boy. Do you in championship week for fantasy? You know who Tampa Bay plays? Oh, I'm sure it's probably like some cakewalk team. Are they playing Detroit? The Jets. Oh, come on, really? It, week yeah. 15? Week week se- 16. Week no, 16? 17. 17. Because 17 is now championship week. 18 is the last week, which we don't oh use. Oh, my God. Tom Brady on the road against the Jets. I mean, it could be weather. It's January 2nd. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. He's, yeah. Used to, he's used to that weather, though. That's sick. Wow. How about this one? You, you, you got me looking at you got me looking at the week 17 schedule now. I'm like, damn, Kansas City at Cincinnati, Ooh. Arizona at Dallas. Like wow. all of a sudden, some of these wow. games are pretty crazy. Actually, yeah, and that Arizona Dallas game. I mean, look, it's early to think it happened. I mean, that that could be for seating purposes, too. Yeah. Vegas against Indianapolis. That's a game that that is going to yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tampa's got the cakewalk. Wow. This uh, Rams Baltimore. Are you wow, kidding we got some, me? We got some good games that week. Shit. Dude. You like to see it. You know, I mean, obviously a lot could change between now and then, but based on what we're hearing and you remember you have the extra playoff spot. Hopefully we're not getting a lot of resting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are some damn. Those are some good games. I'm psyched for that. And then of course, you know, it's Cleveland at Pittsburgh for Monday night football. Like nobody gives a shit about that anymore. Uh, it'll 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 probably matter for Cleveland. It will. Yeah, for Cleveland it'll be like it'll be like Cleveland yeah, they're they're sitting on like nine wins or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do we have them at? 10, Ten and, and, half? and a half. Yeah. Oh, so they're they're sitting on 10 wins. And and a playoff, they win and they're in the playoffs, uh, and and they end up like shit in the bed, and somehow Pittsburgh comes out as like the big winners there. We did we did take Jamar Chase offensive rookie of the year, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, that's you know usually quarterback gets that, but the way he's playing and the quarterbacks right now, we got a good shot at that. Yeah. Oh, we've got a good shot at a couple of different yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the Chargers wake up for that forty to one Super Bowl. Oh my. God, please. Who do the Chargers play that week? Let's see. Denver. <laughs> Denver. Is it the in worst Denver? Team in the world. No, it's in it's in LA, which means that that the Chargers will be a home favorite and they'll either lose the game outright or not cover the spread. Come on, man. Gotta start believing in the Chargers. I, I did two weeks ago and they fucked me. It's all right, man. They're going to bounce back. Oh, it's all right. Yeah, just, just one week, keep, bro. Keep taking it, Bender. 
You just bend over and keep taking it. At some point, you'll either be numb or it'll oh, feel so, good. Okay, so you're taking the Patriots getting five and a half against the Chargers this week in L.A.? Am I taking the Patriots yeah. getting five and a half? You're damn right I am. <laughs> you're damn right uh, I am. Dude, my picks, my picks, I just, uh, just a preview of this shit, right? <laughs> Here yeah, I already go. know. Right? I know Detroit, you know. You got Detroit getting three. Patriots yep. getting um five getting and a half. Five and a half here. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. Um, I will um let's see. What is the spread in uh Washington at Denver? Uh where is that? Doesn't matter. I'll take Washington. Denver's favored by three. Denver is favored by three. Mm-hmm. I'll take Washington in the points. Denver sucks. Denver has no business being favored whether it's a home game or not by anybody they get the extra rest and they're at home they play thursday oh cincinnati what? what's what's their spread over the jets nine and a half oh, thank you i'll take this i'll take the bengals <sighs> the jets are pathetic oh it's eight and a half now oh shit see they just heard me <laughs> wow titans favored in indy by one and a half <laughs> Come on. 49ers favored in Chicago by three. Oh, you talk about an unwatchable game. That is unwatchable. Total is 40. Oh, yeah, that is unwatchable. Wow, how quickly the Panthers have changed. They're dogs in Atlanta by three. So this is the second week in a row that the Falcons are favored? Look at them. Mm -hmm. Look at them turning their season around. Dallas plays Sunday night in Minnesota. They're favored by three. I think it was two. Now it's up to three. Totals 55. Is that the highest total this week? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Wow. There's only there's only two games. No, no, because the Kansas City game has to. Yeah, three games with 50 totals this week. Giants, Chiefs, Cowboys, Vikings, and Packers, Cardinals. That's it. Yeah, it's all the primetime games. Mm-hmm. Which, no, which no, means Cowboys Vikings will well Packers Cardinals best game this week, even with some of the potential COVID issues. But we'll see. And um, Dallas Minnesota is a good game. Yeah, it's all the primetime games. Mm-hmm. Just the primetime games. I mean, Chiefs Giants is not great, but I think people are going to be like, uh, are the Chiefs going to turn it around? Are they going to wake up? You would think so at home against the Giants, but after what we saw last week. That was bad. Listen, you know what? I'm actually glad I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Vegas for this whole weekend. How about that? I'm going to spend my Sunday in the sports book at the MGM. Nice. That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to bet fucking game after game after game. I'm going to bet stupid parlays and, and all sorts of dumb shit while sipping on a Bloody Mary. Bloody Marys suck. What do you mean Bloody Marys suck? Oh, they're awful. Bloody Marys are delicious. No, nah, they're terrible. What do you mean they're to- they're delicious? You're crazy. They are awful. Are you, are, are you sure? Do you know what a Bloody Pos- Mary is? Yes, I've had it. It's disgusting. Why is it? Tomato do you not like tomato it? juice? No, I don't. Not in my fucking liquor. What about, what about V8? Do you like V8? No, I don't. Okay, so then, yeah, of course you wouldn't like a Bloody Mary. 
Listen, dude, not everybody can party with you and Marshawn Lynch and drink the Hennessy. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is the motherfucking man. Marshawn Lynch is a douchebag, dude. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Why? Why? Because he bum-rushed the security at the club that my wife and I owned um, so that he could help his stupid idiot friend. Um, oh, God, what was the... Um, Oh, oh shit! Who is his? Uh, who is his rap buddy? Um, th- this dude rolled up with Marshawn Lynch and like ten dudes, right? And they go in through the back. You know, they they you know, they they say to security, you know, you got Marshawn Lynch here, and oh, Mister Fab. That's right, it was Mister Fab. So fucking Marshawn Lynch, Mister Fab, and their entourage roll up at the club. They go in through the back. And then what do they do? Marshawn Lynch helps like bum rush the security to get out get backstage and jump onto the stage so that Mr. Fab could punch out DJ Mustard for, I guess, stealing beats or something like that. And it was it was nuts. It was crazy. And then, you know, I, you know, I ended up like reporting on this. Right. And I ended up like calling the Seattle, you know, Seattle Seahawks and you know, looking for comment and everything like that. I wrote the whole article up and TMZ jumped all over it. And then they went to like confirm the whole thing and Marshawn Lynch denied it. And I didn't have it on video. And, uh, and so Lynch denied it. And then Mr. Fab denied it. And then uh, DJ Mustard denied it because I guess they wanted to like, you know, keep it all under wraps and shit. And, You know, so that all went down. And then like a month later, then all of a sudden video leaked out that it was Marshawn Lynch and uh, and and it was him on stage with them. He said he was like, you know, he was hanging back. He wasn't involved in the whole thing. He was like a big part of it. So he can go fuck himself, actually. All right. Yeah. See, you know, it ain't all happy Skittles and sunshine, baby. I'm I'm just here so I don't get fined. Come on. I mean, people people do stupid stuff, make mistakes. It happens. They do. They do. Own up to it, though. I mean, come on, bro. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't own up to it either. Are you going to say, oh, yeah, I did it? You're going to be like, nah, I I, I didn't do it. If, If somebody shows video of it, yeah, I did it. Well, there was no. You said there was no video immediately. Not so if you know there's no video, you're not gonna say, "Yeah, that was me. I did it." I'm sorry. No one's gonna do that, man. You wouldn't do that. What do you mean I wouldn't do that? I, I, I really. I so if someone accused all the things so I do and say, if I someone accused you, if someone accused you of something and there was no video, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, to the cops. Yeah, it was me. I did it." No, you wouldn't. If I did it, okay. What do you mean? Okay. All right. If you say so, but most, no one's going to do that. Who's going to own up to something they did that was wrong to the cops when there's no proof. Uh, you know, apparently not stand up people. You know, that's, and that's fine. That's fine. He doesn't want to be a stand up guy. He doesn't want to be a stand up guy. I'm okay with that. If you rob someone and you don't get caught, you're going to just go to the cops and be like, yeah, you know, I robbed. I'm not robbing anybody. I'm talking about the fact that, you know, denying that you were even there, that it didn't happen. That's bullshit. Sorry, man. Listen, you know what? We, we obviously see that, you know, differently. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a chicken shit. 
No, it's not being a chicken shit. But let's be honest, you're biased because it was your wife's club. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And why okay. shouldn't I be biased because it's my wife's club? But I'm saying that's why you want him to do it. If there was an isolated situation where you had no bearing, you would be like, okay, yeah, I wouldn't admit to that either. Um, no. Okay. I mean, how many people turn themselves in for things they did? Oh, not many. Okay. Not many. Sorry. I listen, I, you know what? Maybe, maybe it'd be different. Maybe if I was that kind of an asshole that was all about bum rush and security and, and, you know, and, and, and run around with my friends so that he could punch another dude in the face on stage. Uh, you know, I, sorry, man. That's, that's, I'm, I'm not about that life. And you know what? Neither should Marshawn. Grow the fuck up, dude. Like, <laughs> grow up. You can't sit there and, and, and act like that. You're supposed to, you're an NFL player for crying out loud. Right? I mean, I, come on. Like, you, you can't tell me that that's not, like, you know, it's not, not a little on the, on the ridiculous side. I mean, it happens with athletes all the time. A lot of them don't grow out of it. Some do, some don't. Yeah, well, I got no respect for the guys who don't. No respect for the guys who don't. And you know what? And they deserve whatever they get in life. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, like Marshawn leads one of those like ridiculously charmed lives that he can be an a-hole the entire time and still come out okay. And people still seem to like him because he because he reps Skittles. Nah, I think people like him just because he just is himself. Like he doesn't really give you the cliche stuff he's just himself he does his own thing and i think people respect that um I, you know uh, respect is a, it's a tough word right there it's a tough word so yeah sorry man i can't i you know i can't get down with marshawn lynch uh, you know there there are plenty of listen i'll i'll rip athletes for doing stupid things all the time uh and and not think you know anything of it i'm sorry i just you know again i think differently about athletes in the public eye and you know listen i get it you and i definitely have differing opinions um you know these guys say they they what they're they're not role models or the kids shouldn't look up to them and the kids should you know follow a different you know follow a different example or whatever that these guys do you know it's it's like you know taking that attitude to me is 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 garbage it it means that you you know if if you're in the NFL and you know that kids are watching and kids are idolizing you I feel like you should have some semblance of responsibility so do you to, feel that? To, do you feel that way about a, to, anyone? That? Do you feel that about anyone who's in the public eye? Anybody who's in the public eye who is being revered by children for doing what they're doing? Yeah. yeah. So what about musicians? What about them? So should they be looked at as role models too? Should they be considered role models? Yeah. Um, some. Why it depends some? on it depends so, on the genre. It, it depends on so certain it, things. So it's like somebody some, like like somebody like Justin Bieber or you know um, whatever anybody the Rolling Stones somebody like that. Yeah, I think they should. I think they should. You know, 
and how are they going to are they going to do so stupid it, things and is and it cert, is it certain athletes or all athletes? Like, what do you mean? You, is it certain athletes? Is it you just said at, they should be looked at as role models? So every athlete should be looked upon as a role model? No, 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 no. Because who gives a shit about FP Santangelo or some like you know Joe McEwing? Nobody gives a shit about those guys. So what I'm talking is it about? Like on? how much I'm talking they about make, that 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 stardom level, like that stardom level that that people are on. I mean, there's a very different. You know, if you're if if you're more than like. Like a like a like a, a a role player, you know. If you, nobody's paying attention to you, but if you're of that level, if you're like you know, everybody that we've talked about, you know, Strawberry Gooden, Jeter, Marshawn Lynch, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, you know, whoever it is, I don't give a shit who you know. If if you're at that certain level of like superstardom. You know, then, you know, yeah, you should be setting a, a good example for for people who look up to you. OK, uh, I mean, guys are going to do stuff off the field. You know, they people live different lives. They're going to make mistakes. So, you, you know, I think it's up to parents to tell their kids like, hey, you this you might like this guy the way he plays on the field, but he's not a good person off the field. Yeah, there are definitely parents that, that should, you know, should do that. No doubt about it. I'm I'm not saying that that the the parents are blameless here. I'm just saying that, you know, if the athlete knows that this is his role in society, I mean, come on, listen, you can hate Derek Jeter all you want. But Dude, the fact no, see, that, I see, because in the spotlight, how do you know he's not a piece of shit off the field? I, I don't know that he's not a piece right. of shit, but I'll tell you this. Nobody's ever accused him of being a piece of shit off the field. Okay. How about LeBron James? Is he a good role model? Is LeBron a good role yeah. model? I, I think he is. Yeah. Yet everyone shits on him. And which, what is that? Which is what, just, what, what you got, know, I mean, listen, what has he ever, what has he ever done to get in trouble? All he's done is nothing. Little, right. And people shit on him. So, well, why, that, well, a, why does he have to be a good role model when dude people people shit, people on, shit on Jeter all the time? So people then, what's the, so then what's the point of these guys trying to be role models if people are going to shit on them? They because should do whatever they got to do. He's going to get shit on at some point in their lives. There is not a single person in the public eye that doesn't get shit on in some way or another by somebody. Haters are always going to hate. And listen, and to to be perfectly honest, you haven't made it if you don't have trolls trying to crawl up your ass and treat you like shit. Because that's what our society is all about. Our society is all about jealousy and, and bullshit like that. Right. So then why should athletes care what people think about them? You do it for the kids, baby. You do it for the kids who have, you know, who who could still be saved from from stupid idiot adult opinions that that are that that are meaningless. Nah, I mean, I, look, you can't let these athletes influence you like that. You just can't. I grew up a big Mets fan. Love Strawberry and Gooden. You see me doing cocaine? No, because I know better, man. I'm not going to do shit because they did it. You, you got to think for yourself. You can't blame these athletes for influencing kids. You hope that they have a positive influence, but it's not their responsibility. I'm not, listen, I'm not. Listen, drugs. Listen, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Drugs and alcohol is a different story. That's an addiction. That's a disease. Okay, right. you brought up Strawberry and Gooden's name. Right, right, right. I'm saying as far as like people who are you know of that status who should be role models. 
because I'll tell you what, to me, there's a difference between an addiction because you know you're 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 partying all the time and you're and you're living that life and and whatever and and you get addicted to 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 coke or or you know you're an alcoholic whatever the case may be you know like that that to me is different than somebody being an asshole who starts fights and and is you know is just is is just a, a cantankerous asshole to the public Sean Penn. Remember Sean Penn? That dude was such an asshole when he was younger, right? And he was punching cameramen and, you know, and, and getting into it with the pop, right? Like that kind of like that kind of behavior is, is garbage. People are going to, you know, addiction is a different story. Addiction to me is a disease. And, you know, as you know, I, I just think that it's, um, it's, it's, I, yes, I get it that it's a very fine line, as far as being a role model goes, but if you're if you end up addicted to fucking you know alcohol or whatever as you're going through life, that's a different kind of thing than just being an asshole and not setting a good example for kids. All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of athletes that play in the league now who have done a lot of bad shit that are not setting good examples for kids. Like who? I'll talk Ty- to him. Tyreek Hill. Oh, Tyreek. Yeah. Bad shit, man. Bad shit. No bueno. No bueno. I don't like him. You know, Kareem Hunt. There's another one. Joe Mixon. I, I think I'm the only person in the world who was like, is anybody else disturbed by the fact that Joe Mixon punched this woman in the face? Yeah, I get no, it. I he's think- definitely he's 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 come away from that whole incident and hasn't had any other things. And so for that, I can I can definitely I can respect it. But I wasn't fucking revering this dude. Meanwhile, there are there are NFL coaches who are like, yeah, I'll totally draft him because I don't want him running against me. Yeah, I mean, I do also believe people do deserve second chances. And as you said, we haven't heard anything from him since. So you hope that he realized he made an awful mistake and will never do it again. And you know what? That's being a good role model. Well, right? I mean, we haven't heard anything. Doesn't mean he's not. <laughs> he might keep it concealed. <laughs> oh, come on. Leave Joe alone. I, I don't know. Well, you know what? I'd like to, I'd like to hear from people who listen to this podcast, right? Tweet at Adam Ronis and at Roto Buzz Guy. I'm curious. I really yeah. Maybe we'll we'll have this conversation on the Fantasy Alarm Show too. I'll, I'll I promise to swear less. Yeah, that would be wise. <laughs> Howard Matt Deutsch here. You can't say fucking asshole on the uh, on the on the air, but he is being a fucking asshole. Yeah, but you can't say it. Um, yeah, dude. I you know, listen. I I get you know. So funny. How did we drift into this whole debate? Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, well, I know that. What were you were you saying? How great a guy he is. How much you love him? No, I didn't say that. I said people like him because he kind of does his own thing. Yeah. I don't dig him. And that's like it being, again, that's being a different kind of asshole than somebody who's addicted to smack or whatever. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick time out here. Let's pay some bills. And, uh, right. I'm like, I'm exhausted now. I'm tired of this conversation. Um, we'll pay some bills. We'll hear a commercial or two, maybe even three. We'll see. 
Uh, then when we come back, let's uh, let's let's look ahead a little bit further to uh, week eight. Talk some waivers uh, and some fun stuff like that. So stick around. Adam and I will be right back. All right, Ronis, here we go. I actually, I think I asked you who the waiver wire pick of the week would be um, this afternoon when we were talking on the Fantasy Alarm Show. And uh, I'm curious as to whether or not your answer is the same now as it was a few hours ago. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much this week. I mean, but with Devontae Adams being placed on the COVID-19 list, you know, you could look at Alan Lazard uh, coming off a, a good game five catches 60 yards and a touchdown uh it seems like i don't think uh marquez valdez scantling is going to come back this week off the ir so i think lazard uh obviously the eagles backfield with kenneth gamewell and boston scott um if those guys are available because obviously running backs are tough uh but yeah there's really not a lot so i'd say lazard would probably be the top guy this week uh, thoughts on Randall Cobb? I like Lazard better. Okay. 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 I can get you. I, I mean, I Cobb will be make, I mean, Cobb will obviously be more involved if Adam's out. That's a huge target share that's gone. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right. I'm going to, uh, I'm pulling up one of my, uh, one of my leagues. Oh, look at that. I won that jam on fast football. My team's coming back, baby. They're coming back. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm just going to kind of roam through and look at a couple of uh, who's in my what's uh, running backs. Uh, Kenyon Drake. I mean, you could add them, but they're on by. And it sounds like the Josh Jacobs injury is not that serious. Oh, that's right. The Raiders and uh, it's the Raiders and the Ravens this week. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, sift through that San Francisco backfield and look at a little Jamichael Hasty. Yeah, I mean, you could add him. It's Elijah Mitchell's backfield for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, he played 66% of the snaps at 18 carries, 107 yards. Uh, Hasty had six targets, three receptions, 15 yards, only three carries. Uh, did play 34% of the snaps, but Mitchell is seeing most of the work. There is really not a lot out there at all. Holy. How is it bleak at the running back spot? So, um, yeah, I mean, if somebody got frustrated and dropped Miles Gaskin, it looks like he's uh, back in favor. Yeah, and um, Malcolm Brown on injured reserve. Yep, Malcolm Brown hitting the IR. And then, like Adam said, if Kenneth Gainwell is available, um, that is definitely an intriguing name. Uh, let's see some wide receivers who might be out there. Somebody might have dropped Sterling Shepard, <laughs> Beasley, AJ Green. You go after T.Y. Hilton, pick him up if somebody dropped him. I mean, I don't even know if Hilton's going to play this week. Banked up again, already had an injury. Um, I mean, Darius Slayton, uh, if he wasn't picked up or Pettis, uh, we'll see if Shepard plays. They do play Monday night against the Chiefs, so they're in a good spot. Uh, Rashad Bateman maybe still out there. Probably not. I mean, we've been talking about him for like four weeks every week. Um, Khalif Raymond uh, just had two I'm, good games I'm in a row. Khalif Raymond to me. He's right. dead to me. All right. Well, you're picking the lines <laughs> this week, so someone's got to produce. Oh, that's right. I love him. I'm taking him. I'm drafting him everywhere. Uh, Russell Gage might be out there. Um, you know, he had touchdown this past week. Um, but 
What about Traquan oh. Smith? Didn't gel with uh, with Winston yeah. tonight, but maybe maybe down the road. Yeah, I mean they do play Tampa this week too, so uh, yeah, I mean he'd probably be lower. Miko Collins, I think, especially if Tyrod Taylor's going to come back. He played sixty one percent of the snaps this past week, had five targets. Um, but if Taylor's going to be in there, I think that helps Nico Collins. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you on that one. That'll be a a, a relieving switch to say the least. Um, no doubt. All right. So not a whole lot there at, uh, at wide receiver, I, the, the tight end position is just a, a hot mess anyway. I don't know. I'll just say this in case someone dropped him cause he's been out. Michael Gallup, he could be back in a, a week or two. Oh, definitely. Um, I think most people probably held on, but just in case. Yeah. 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 Um, don't chase with the tight ends, leave it to, you know, CJ Uzama is not going to be your Lord and savior here um, and catch two touchdowns again. Um, if you picked up Foster Moreau, just kind of keep an eye on Darren. Well, oh, they got a bye week. Bye. This week. Yeah. That's right. Oh, geez, I don't know why I keep saying that then. Well, then there you go. I, I don't love waivers out there right now. Yeah. I mean, at least we don't have six teams on bye again, but uh, it is. Some it's still got a lot of running back injuries, man. You know, and again, I, we mentioned this last week. There were probably some good players cut last week, so you know, check the waiver wire really closely because with the six teams on by and short benches, there might have been some good players sent to the waiver wire last week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, check it out, and you know what? Do yourself a favor. Don't just like sift through the, the the player list look at last week's transactions because you might see a name drop there that somebody might be trying to like sneak back in like a michael gallup even right won't show up on the stat sheet yeah he only played i mean i i usually sort by stats and i just go through the whole thing to the bottom but then if you do that like you would have missed rashad penny in the last right. two weeks uh, not that he did much, but yeah, I mean, so I do that. And then sometimes I'll sort by percentage owned as well. But yeah, you got to make sure whatever you do that you got to remember, there might be some players who haven't played yet, have no stats. So whatever your process is, make sure you come up with something. Or if you have the waiver wire article on Fantasy Alarm and you just want to look through that, be like, oh, yeah, I didn't see this name. Type in the search. You know, or write a, whatever works for you. Write a list of players. Maybe you're listening to us. Oh, let me write these names down and do a search. Um, but yeah, I usually I sort by fantasy points and I sort by owner ownership percentage. Smart, very smart. You guys can learn a lot from Adam Ronis. You got it. It takes time, man. It takes time. I think people don't want to scroll through the whole list, but I'll do it, man. I'm like, you know, make sure that I don't miss anyone. Exactly. Let Adam do the work for you, people. That's why we do these podcasts. That's why you listen to him on the radio. And that's why you read all of his stuff over at Fantasy Alarm. So, all right. Well, good stuff all around here. Adam, always a pleasure. And uh, for those of you out there listening, thank you for liking and subscribing. It's going to do it for us. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>